This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 170. One year into that job, the manager of the store quit and they made me manager. That began a year of the most stress I had ever experienced in my life. <laughs> and I had experienced a lot over the years uh, uh, with college and everything, but I got thrown into a situation that I wasn't prepared for. It was literally killing me. Hey, HTYCers. If you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470 or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. This is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career. This is the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring others' stories. Now, we get to bring on all kinds of experts, like Ace Chapman, who uh, has a business helping other people buy businesses, or people that have pretty amazing stories, like Emily Iris, who broke out of the norm to fight career burnout and reclaim her self-worth creating Bossed Up. And these are all people that are just like you. They've gone from where they are to what they really want to be doing. And, of course, they're people just like our next guest, Phil Carson. And Phil's a really interesting character. I really enjoyed my conversation with him. I got to tell you a little bit about what uh, what you're going to hear. Because we, we spent some time talking about how sometimes we find ourselves in these tough situations that leave us feeling more than stressed. Is that fair to say? It, it, it's the whole exhausted, defeated, depleted feeling. And if you're in this position, obviously the best thing to do is find a way to get out of that situation. But if you can't, the next best thing is to learn how to manage your stress. So we get deep into this so that you can stop letting the stress manage you. And you're going to hear all about that and really, really press them for some different actionable things that, uh, that you can do right now. And he does not disappoint. So we also talk about the benefits of incorporating stress management te techniques into everyday life since a release of the physical stress leads to relief in mental stress. And we'll tell you what that actually means too. So the importance of having a morning routine actually has a huge impact here. And we'll tell you in what ways. So listen for all that and more. Dr. Philip Carson, though, he is he's a registered pharmacist who enjoys sharing the message of how alternative therapies changed his own health. And he continues to promote this whole message of finding natural alternatives and integrative nutritional solutions to all of these health problems. So he's pretty passionate about this stuff. Right. And he's also pretty passionate about encouraging and teaching people how to live a much more much healthier, more balanced life in that way. And that's where he fits in with this show because so many of us, so many of us are struggling with these pieces around stress. So we get deep into all of that and more. All right, take a listen right here, right now. Dr. Philip Carson on Happen to Your Career. 
Hey, it's Scott. I am way excited to bring on today's guest because we have somebody who has a different background, the type of person we normally have on on our show. And there's a very specific couple of reasons for that. But before we get into all of that, I just want to say welcome to Happen to Your Career. Phil Carson, how are you? Hey, Scott. I am awesome today. And I really appreciate you have me on your show today. It's an honor. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Really excited for you to be here. And we have so many things that I want to ask you, so many things that I want to talk about. But even before we get to any of that, how on earth do you describe what you do these days? What I describe that I do these days is that I am a natural health architect. I help develop plans for people to live a healthier life and guide them through those plans to make lifestyle changes and live healthier every day. That's perfect because we have a whole bunch of people that are making lifestyle changes and need and want to be healthier as they're doing it as well. So this is going to work out, Phil. I'm excited about this. I would love to really delve into a little bit about your background, though, because I think you have a really pretty interesting history because you started out as a pharmacist, right? But you have made a number of changes along the way. A lot of life happened along the way, if you will. But where does this all begin for you? It begins career-wise. Back in 1985, when I graduated from pharmacy school, I went to work for a big chain operation. I had actually worked for them while I was in school, part-time, and they hired me right out of school. One year into that job, the manager of the store quit, and they made me manager. That began a year, the most stress I had ever experienced in my life. <laughs> and I had experienced a lot over the years with college and everything, but I got thrown into a situation that I wasn't prepared for. And it was major, major stress. Uh, it uh, put a lot of stress on my life and all the way around my family, my wife and I. I was a newlywed at that time as well. My health suffered tremendously, was on the verge of developing ulcers. And not sleeping at night, sleeping in a recliner most nights because of the digestive issues I was having from all the stress. It was literally killing me. So fortunately, and I was at the point of wanting to quit pharmacy altogether at that time. I was ready to do something different, totally different. But fortunately, an older gentleman that had a couple of pharmacies, independent pharmacies, came along and said, hey, I've got a new store I've opened up and I need a manager for it. Will you come to work for me? And I jumped at the opportunity to get a less stressful situation and started work with him and worked for him for quite a few years until he sold the operation to somebody else. And this new person, we didn't see eye to eye. So I left and started my own business in 1999 and went into business for myself, opened up a pharmacy from scratch in a little small town and started a whole new adventure, building my own business and being my own boss and being a business owner. And a whole different kind of stress there (laughs) (laughs) for quite a few years, getting that business going. Yeah, it is. It can be a different type of stress. And I would actually love to spend a few minutes talking about that, both that original stress and even how it's different from other types of stress to building a business. But the first type, let's talk about that for just a second, because I think we have a lot of people that are there where their work and their situation is causing, well, you said for you, it was even causing digestive issues. You weren't even able to sleep in your bed at that point. I've experienced something really similar to that. I 
very much dreaded going into the office this morning, was having you know anxiety attacks, panic attacks on the way to the office. No good all the way around. I'm really curious, now that you do what you do nowadays, do you run into lots of people that are having those similar things in your line of work? Are you ending up treating those types of symptoms or giving people those advice in the area around natural type solutions, aside from get the heck out of your job? How do you even think about that through the lens that you look through now? I'm just really, really curious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, experience is a great teacher and experiences I've had in stressful situations, being in stressful jobs is something that I get to share with people because, yeah, you're exactly right. I see a lot of people that are dealing with those things today. And it is the number one thing as far as health issues that I deal with with people is the effects of stress on their life and what stress is doing to them in the job situation they're in or if they own a business. And sometimes it's not even business related. It's it's family related things that creating a lot of stress with people. But that's the majority of my patients right now are ones who are having health issues because of the stress in their lives. Interesting. So how do you describe then the difference between the stress of being in a really terrible job that doesn't fit <laughs> and the stress of building a business? How do you compare those two in your mind? I've been through both too, so I was even thinking about that for myself, but I'm curious about that. Yeah. Well, in the job situation I was in working for the big chain, there was a tremendous amount of pressure on me to perform and to make that store profitable, to produce certain numbers, to manage a big team of employees. And it was just a lot of pressure with all of that. And a lot of employee issues was, you know, one of the probably the major thing. I had people, employees working for me that were stealing from me stealing products out of the store, even had one very trusted employee that we found out was stealing drugs off the shelf and those kind of things. It was just bigger operation with, you know, more magnified problems. But as a business owner, a smaller operation like I was in, I had less employees, a smaller place to keep a better eye on things because it was something I was doing for myself. I didn't look at the stress the same way. It was more enjoyable work to me because I was building something for myself. And I was in the process of doing something that I felt great value to me, to my family, and to the people I was serving more so than, you know, working for this big chain operation. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. I think that I've had probably a really similar experience too, because I mean, there's no denying it. Like when you're building something for yourself of any kind, or building a business of any kind, like there's going to be some measure of stress that goes along with it. Even if you do it really well, I've built a couple of businesses too, and it's yeah. it's less stress and different types of stress and stuff for each one. But yeah, so curious then, you ended up going and starting this. What happened from there? Yeah, well, when I started my own business in 1999, now prior to opening this business, I had started to develop a hunger for learning about natural products and natural therapies. I even tell people in when I went through pharmacy school in the 1980s, early 1980s, I was taught the history of natural medicine, not the application of it. Natural products were taboo. You know, they didn't work. You know, these new modern drugs and all that are being developed. This is what people need to be doing. People need to be taking. Forget about all that natural stuff, herbals and homeopathics and all that kind of stuff out there. It doesn't work anyway. 
basically is kind of what we were taught. And so we learned the history of it. But I had people started coming into the store I was managing prior to 1999 when I opened up my own. They were asking me questions about all these products and I couldn't answer them. So I said, I don't like this. I want to know how to help people. I want to know how to answer their questions. So I started learning. I sought out courses that I could take to learn about natural therapies and natural products. And when I opened up a store in 1999, I kept moving in that direction. I kept learning more. I kept attending more courses. I traveled all over the country to places where there were these weekend courses were being taught and weekend seminars and things where these different doctors and other clinicians were coming in teaching people about how to use these natural products, how to use natural therapies. And the interest just grew and grew and would share these things with my customers, my patients, and I would see the change in them and they would come back and thank me for what I told them or the product I had sold them, telling me what a difference it made. And that was just very rewarding. And I just fueled the fire for me to learn even more. So I would continue to move in that direction and the shift more toward natural medicine. And of course, a lot of adversity came with it because, you know, I made a lot of doctors mad because I told their patients about something natural. I had a couple of them call me up and cuss me out a couple of times because they didn't want me talking to their patients about any kind of natural products and, you know, that kind of stuff. And people called me a health nut <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. So I'm super curious about that, Phil, because I understand that there is a definitive rub or tension in that industry, or I guess just in pharmacy, medical, et cetera, et cetera. Where does that come from, first of all? I just don't know enough about it to understand where it comes from, and I'm just super curious about it. Yeah, That's question number one, I guess I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it comes from what people are taught, clinicians are taught in school. And, you know, the pharmaceutical industry is all about pharmaceuticals, selling drugs. And, it's, and I'm not anti-drug. There's a lot of good quality medications out there that have, you know, saved people's lives and changed people's lives. But there's a lot of them out there, too, that are harming people and causing a lot of harm and then people getting addicted to highly addictive medications out there and destroying their lives and destroying their families. That kind of stuff is happening. But what people or what clinicians are taught in school is that this is the way to go. And like I said, this other stuff is taboo. And there's no solid science behind it, they'll say. And, you know, that's changing. The medical studies, there is solid science behind a lot of natural products today. But it's just, it comes from that mindset that is, you know, driven into doctors, pharmacists, other clinicians as they go through school. And they're taught these things. That is kind of shifting and changing somewhat, though. And I've seen the shift and the change over the past several years to where more doctors are becoming more open-minded about some natural things and their patients are coming to them and saying, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm going to do. And the fortunate things I've been able to see, even in our area where we're way behind the rest of the country, I mean, sometimes 20, 30 years behind your part of the country out there, as far as uh, advances in medicine and as far as the natural side of things, especially. But it, it's a mindset is the basic thing behind it. That's interesting. So really that combination of what they're taught and then developing that mindset around it. And then also it sounded like for a number of years, it was even lack of information or studies, which makes sense because a lot of the studies are funded by companies and often drug companies, which 
mm-hmm. there's not incentive there to do the studies around more natural type products. So, I mean, that makes sense. Okay. So acknowledging on the flip side, there's a lot of natural products that aren't really all that good for you or a lot of natural things too that really, you know, vice versa aren't really great for you too. So it's not exclusive across the board. But I really, really like your approach where you are saying, hey, let's look at what is getting results here. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm all about is results. You know, I want people to get results. I want them to get relief of their problems they're dealing with, the health issues. And, you know, sometimes are health issues that they just is not an answer for when it comes to drugs. And, you know, a lot of people come to me, they're very frustrated because they have been in the medical system, the traditional medical system that we have, and they've got no answers, no results, no relief, except for some temporary symptomatic relief is all they've gotten. But they want to know why they're sick, not just a Band-Aid on their problem. They want to correct their problem. They want to reverse that problem. And that's one of the things that I do is I work with people to try to help them find out what the underlying cause of their sickness is and not just give them a supplement, dispense a medication for that symptom, but to alleviate the symptoms altogether. So what are some of the most common things that you see then? I'm I'm curious about that. So a lot of people are coming to you and they're experiencing things that can't be alleviated by drugs or products or anything like that. Like what, what are some of the common things that you see? Yeah. Well, like we talked about a minute ago is the stress and the health issues that people are dealing with because of the stress in their lives. And they're often being prescribed antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications, which give them a little relief, a little temporary relief, but they're still dealing with the stress. They're still dealing with the symptoms associated with that stress. And what is never looked at is the health of their adrenal glands because the adrenal glands are two little glands in our body. So each of our kidneys, we got one on top of each kidney that are known as the stressor glands. And they produce certain hormones that our body has to have to control all kinds of functions in our bodies. And we're under heavy stress for a period of time or we have some type of stressful, traumatic event in our lives, emotional or physical or combination thereof. It affects the function of these glands and they don't work as well. And sometimes a person can go into what's called adrenal fatigue or their adrenals can shut down completely and they end up with what's called Addison's disease. But this is something that's not really looked at closely or even recognized. And sometimes it's not even validated by certain medical professionals as a problem. But I see it as a problem all the time. And so we help people get a picture by doing some tests of how their adrenals are functioning. And then that way we can say, well, okay, here's what's happening. And we see this is happening here. This is happening here. This is what you need to do to restore health to your adrenals where you can function better. So this is really interesting, partially because I think that a lot of HTYCers are in a place where they're probably more prone to experiencing this type of thing. So what would I look for in terms of signs where I should reach out and get some other help? Well, the number one issue that people with adrenal dysfunction have is inability to sleep or to get restful sleep. Generally, I have patients that they either have major issues getting to sleep or they have major issues staying asleep and resting through the night. 
And sometimes it's a combination of both. And because of that, because they don't get the rest they need, they end up being anxious, end up with depression as well. Another thing is a major issue is fatigue. And the fatigue can be from the lack of sleep or it can be from just the adrenals being weak and not what they need to be doing or functioning like they should be functioning as far as the hormones that they produce that give us energy. And so those are probably the two you know, main things that people are coming to me complaining about is wiped out, fatigued, I have no energy, and I can't sleep. And there are others that go undetected. You don't even know, like osteoporosis. The adrenal dysfunction can be a contributor to, to osteoporosis as well and weakened bones. So it seems like there would be one or two ways to go in that situation in terms of if I'm experiencing that and I'm, my body's reacting in that particular way, then is it a case where 100% of the time I need to change my situation or do I have the ability to train my body to react differently over time? Yeah, well, it could be either one, but sometimes we're in a situation where we really do need you know, to get out of that situation. I've been working with a close friend of mine that's in a situation like that. He's in a very stressful job and dealing with some very uncooperative employees and uncooperative management. And it's just really creating a major amount of stress in his life. And I told him, I said, look, if you see things are not going to change, things are not going to get any better in this situation, look for something else. Look for another opportunity somewhere else and get out of that situation. But sometimes there are things that we can do if we know, hey, there's no way we can get out. We've got to do so. We've got to stay. Then you learn to manage. That's what I tell people that you've got to learn to stop letting the stress manage you and you manage the stress. And talk to them about doing stress relieving techniques and stress relieving exercises to, can help combat some of the effects of that stress on their body and on their adrenals. And that's something that, you know, everybody should be doing if you didn't any kind of stressful job at all is incorporating stress management, stress relieving techniques into your daily routine, your daily life. And it can make a tremendous difference in how your body reacts, how your body responds to that stress and how you react and respond even emotionally sometimes if you incorporate those routines into your life. That's really interesting then. So what would be some of the best ways that I could get started? You started to talk about some of that, but let's say I'm interested and want to take small steps right away to build those types of routines into my life. What can that look like for me? Yeah. This is something that I've developed a little guide I call the seven keys to stress management or stress relief. And one of the main things I tell people there is deep breathing exercises. It's something that you can easily do. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to buy supplements. You don't have to buy a drug to manage that stress. Deep breathing, controlled breathing where, and I do this often when I get in a stressful situation or things feel like they're caving in on me. I just stop. I go find a place somewhere get in a closet, get in a bathroom. You don't want to do what I'm about to tell you to do out in the public because people will think you're crazy and you've lost your mind or something. But uh, <laughs> So I get in a private place and I'll lift up my arms, stretch, open up my chest, stretch my arms out, and I just take some deep breaths. Inhale and exhale slowly. And just taking those deep breaths calms me, relaxes me, relieves the effects of some of the stress I'm dealing with. It always brings me down a notch and just, you know, 
helps me get some perspective. And the exhaling, as I'm blowing that breath out, I say to myself, I'm blowing the stress away. And that's easy thing that anybody can do anytime. But one of the things that's helped me, Scott, tremendously over the past several years has gone through some tremendous years of stress Yeah, is getting a morning routine, having a morning routine where I don't get up just in time to get ready, grab a bite to eat and head out the door or sometimes head out the door with a bite in my hand, flying to work and being in a hurry trying to get there and all stressed out when you walk in the door. You get up early enough to start a morning routine. What I do, get up, I exercise, I have some quiet time where I read devotion, prayer, meditation, those kind of things and easing into the day. I'm not rushing into the day, but I'm easing into the day. And I'm starting the day out with the prayer, the meditation and those kind of things that that feed my soul and feed my spirit and help me to be able to handle the stresses of the day much better. Well, and, and to be fair too, part of your story is that And part of the stresses you've gone through over the years are you ended up building that business up and losing it as well, and then accumulated a bunch of whole bunch of debt, right? Oh yeah. So helping people understand some of the context here. So yes, that stuff sounds really good, Phil, but (laughs) this is trial tested as well, if you will, right? That's right. Exactly right. That business started in 1999. Spent ten years building that business to lose it all in 2009. December 31st, 2009, I tell people I locked the door of my dream and I lost everything I had spent 10 years building. With a downturn in the economy in 2008 and 2009, I became a casualty of that downturn. Uh, I had to shut down the first business I had opened in 2008, 2009, closed the second one that I had opened up that was primarily a natural pharmacy and natural health food store. And uh, that was my dream, was to have an operation like that, and I lost it all. So the next several years, or actually the next couple of years, were extremely, extremely stressful in my life with the emotionally. And the emotional stress created physical stress. Yeah, I was dealing with all of that firsthand. During that time is when I began to learn more and more how important having a routine like that is and how important that spiritual connection is and having a healthy soul as well as a healthy body. I spent a lot of time soul searching and praying and seeking God's help through all that time. And I learned to trust him more, learned that I couldn't do it all by myself as I had tried to do for so many years. That was one of my downfalls, uh, Scott, was that I was I tried to be Superman. And a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business people do. They think they can do it all. I never believed that what happened to me, that I would lose everything like that. I never believed it would happen to me. I seen it happen to other people. And I said, I'm stronger than that. I'm better than that. And I didn't allow people to help me when I should have allowed people to help me. I tried to do too much on my own. And that's another source of stress there, too, is when we think that we can do it all by ourselves and we don't allow people to help. That creates a lot of stress there as well. I learned to delegate. I learned that I do need help. I learned that the, the stress in my life could be managed better. And one of the things that came out of the years following the loss of everything was that at night, I'll say this, fortunately, I was able to get a job 
being a pharmacist, the jobs are pretty much plentiful. And I was able to get a job in a neighboring town. And that helped tremendously to provide for my family because I have five children, had two in college at the time. So having a good paying job did help a whole lot. But during that time of all that stress and soul searching, I would come home late at night because I worked as many hours as I could to try to make as much money as I could to get us out of the hole that we were in. And I would, after the kids went to bed, I would go outside and walk. We live out in the country. I'd walk up and down this country road that we live on. And I would just cry out to God. I would pray. And one night as I was walking, this confession began to come out of my mouth. I began to say, I am happy. I am healthy. I am whole. And I just kept saying it over and over every night that I would walk. And I definitely wasn't feeling that. I wasn't experiencing that because I was depressed, heartbroken, soul sick. And I was definitely in a hole, not whole. So that confession just kept coming out and continued to repeat it over and over. And in 2012, a gentleman that I knew uh, had a business in, in our town that had a very successful business. He came to me and he said, hey, I need a pharmacist. I want you to invest with me and help me open up a pharmacy. He said, my business model's changing and I served, his company served a lot of diabetic patients which was something that I had, you know, enjoyed working with as diabetic patients anyway in the pharmacy side of things. But he said, I need a pharmacist. We helped me open a pharmacy. I said, well, look, I told him my situation. I said, I don't have anything to invest. I'm still trying to dig myself out of this hole. And he said, I put the money in and started up. And he said, you put what you can in. And so I had some equipment that I used that I could use to start a business with, computers and stuff. And I said, I'll work six months for free. So I worked six months moonlighting when I got off of work from other job. I'd work at night, work on the weekends, moonlighted, and we built that business up and started out with one little small operation in a warehouse. And today there are six operations. There are six stores. And last year I sold most of my shares in that business. And earlier this year in March, doctor friend of mine that I have been working with, one of those rare doctors in our area that believes in natural medicine and uses natural medicine in her practice. I've been telling her for years, you need to open up your own practice. Get out of this group that you're in, open up your own practice. Well, she called me and said, hey, I've decided that I want to do what you've been telling me to do, but I want you to do it with me. So in March of this year, we co-founded the Life Transformation Medical Center and opened it up, and it's going now. We're growing, and it's an amazing thing. It'll be seven years this coming December that I lost everything, and seven years later, I've got my dream back, and I'm totally debt-free. And it's amazing that that has happened in my life, and you know, I have to give glory to God for it because that, I didn't do it by myself. Congratulations, first of all, because that is, I mean, <laughs> practically a life story in the course of about 35 minutes, but what you're talking about in terms of those ups and downs and ultimately resulting in making some major changes along the way. I think one of my biggest takeaways here, Phil, is that what's happened with her being able to come to you and both of you being able to make the switch and you previously selling your shares of the other business and getting debt-free and everything else that happened all those were building on one another over a long period of time. None of that stuff happened overnight. I mean, that's one of the things that I'm hearing very, very clearly 
throughout all of this. So that's why I think congratulations are in order because it's been a long, long time coming, if you will. And I don't know the half of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a whole lot more I can fill in in between, but it's been an amazing ride over the past several years and something I never would have believed that would have happened. Just like I never believed in 2009 that I would have lost everything, I wouldn't have believed that it was possible that seven years later, I would have everything restored to me and even more than, than what I lost and then to be able to pursue my dream again in a greater fashion than what I was in the first place. And there's something that I've always dreamed of when I started, uh, opened in 2006, the natural pharmacy. I had dreamed of at some point working with a doctor, working with other clinicians and having a medical center where people's lives could be transformed, where they could get answers to their health issues and natural answers and natural therapies and find out what the true underlying cause of their health problem was, as I spoke of earlier, not just having a Band-Aid, so to speak, on their problem. Well, that is fantastic. And I'm ecstatic that we finally got to put this together because behind the scenes, we had rescheduled once or twice. And it's been a long time coming to be able to have this conversation. And I'm so glad that we did. And I know that there's going to be some HTYCers that are excited to learn more about what we've talked about, learn more about you. And also, you mentioned the guide a little bit earlier. And I'm not sure if we gave people a place where to go to be able to get that. And I think that. I want to pause here for just a second and make sure that they know where to be able to get that to for the folks that were interested in more information around the stress relief. So where can people go and find out more about you and where can people go get that guide? How can they get more Dr. Phil? All right. All right. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Scott. Yeah. CarsonNatural.com is my website. They can go there, find out all kinds of information about me and about what I do and all the services that I provide through Carson Natural. And also, I'll create a landing page with carsonnatural.com forward slash HTYC, where they can go and get the guide, the seven keys to stress relief. That's perfect. And there's seven key things there that can help a person in dealing with that daily you know, stresses of life. That sounds fantastic. Hey, thank you so very much for taking the time and making the time. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Scott. It's been an honor to be on your show today. I really appreciate you having me on. If you're just starting your journey and making a switch from a job that no longer aligns with your goals, then I want you to check out our guide to getting hired using your strengths. All you have to do is stop this, pause it, text my strengths, that's M Y, strengths, plural, to 44222. Just text my strengths to 44222. All right. Hey, I, I really appreciate you hanging out with us. This has been absolutely fantastic. I want to I want to say thank you, and I also want to th- say thank you for so many of the people that have gone over and left us ratings and reviews on iTunes or on Stitcher. That is absolutely fantastic. That helps others 
find <laughs> helps others be, find the show so that we can impact more lives and get more people to work that they absolutely enjo- love and enjoy. So I would I would very much appreciate it if you would take 10 seconds and do the exact same thing. Leave us an honest rating and review. This one comes from Daniel, by the way, five stars. He says, I love how Scott pulls out inspiration in every episode and also provides the tools needed to help you happen to your career, quote unquote. Keep them coming. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for taking the time and making the time. Really appreciate it. Hey, we've got plenty more coming up next week on Happen to Your Career for you. Take a listen to what's in store for you. The truth is those people really determine the quality of your work. You have a boss that's a micromanager. You have colleagues that don't you know, hold up their end of the bargain. It's going to affect your work. It's going to drive you nuts. Even if you're working in a dream job, you're not going to last there a long time if other people don't see the world in a very similar way. So values are very important. All right, all that and more on Happen to Your Career. Next week, by the way, we now have plenty of fun little things for you. If you haven't been to the website in a while, I would go over, check it out, happentoyourcareer.com, and you're gonna see uh, quite a bit of new stuff, but at the same time, um, not just not just new guides, not just new ways to be able to help you, but also at the same time, we've done things like, well, you can now get a transcription of every single episode if uh, if you want it, so you can scan through it and get all the learning and all of the pieces that uh, that we talked about on any one of our episodes starting now. All right, in this one, by the way, for anything that we talked about during this episode, you can go over to happentoyourcareer.com forward slash 170, happentoyourcareer.com slash 170, and find everything we talked about, plus the transcript of the episode, plenty more. All right, we'll see you over there. Until next time, thank you so much for taking the time, making the time. I really appreciate you being here, and I will see you next week. Adios. I'm out. Mm-hmm.